Hello and welcome to another episode of Houston. We have a podcast. Um, on today's episode, uh, we've been doing a lot of reviews lately. We wanted to get back to our roots of doing dumb stuff. Uh, so we've <laughs> successfully done that. Um, so we are going to organize a death match of Oscar nominated movie characters. And joining us, we have returning guests, Martin and Bernice. Welcome back. Thank you. Hello. Thanks um, for the invite again. I, I have given you guys vague details on how the format of the death match is going to go, and I will kind of reveal those to you at the same time as the audience um, in a little bit. But I think we wanted to start off by just having a general discussion about what the Oscars mean to each of us and what you know what our thoughts were on the most recent ones. I know we're a few weeks late on this, but um, actually, one thing I haven't asked you guys at all is like. What is your opinion of the Oscars? Like, do you care when certain movies win or not? Do you completely not care? Are you somewhere in between? Um, I guess I'll just get your general thoughts on that. Go first. Yeah. <laughs> I can go first. After if you, you want. Yeah, yeah. So this is sort of my take on the Oscars. I mean, from a, from a, like a prestigious or symbolic like perspective, I, I actually don't care There's, from from that point of view even though i know it's a, a, a legacy you know uh, um, uh, prestigious award ceremony that's existed for you know decades um today for me it's more it I, I use the oscars more like like a way for me to filter on what movies i should maybe prioritize uh, for watching simply because there's like, I mean, there's hundreds of movies released a month and it's, for me, it's impossible to sort of keep up with, um, uh, with the, the most recent list of movies. So I need a little bit of help in understanding, okay, if people have watched some already, what's sort of their take. And that sort of helps me organize sort of my own list about which movies I should watch next and which movies I might enjoy. So I would, I would say for me, the Oscars is one of those like sources of, um, uh, potential filtering. There's, I mean, there's also other lists that I look at to help me sort of filter, filter through. And usually if I find like a match between, let's say, um, an Oscars list or another critics list or another like websites list, um, generally those will sort of like trickle upwards towards the, the top of my list. And that sort of helps me understand, um, where I should sort of dedicate my time to my limited time for movie watching too. But yeah, that's, that's sort of my, my view on, on the Oscars. Okay, me. I, I, like, I'm a little bit, like, I have almost a similar take on Martin. I would say, like, uh, growing up, like, Oscars was kind of like a family activity. It's like a, like, the Grammys are up, the, the Oscars are up, so everybody watches and just, see, just sees who wins. But honestly, in the past few years, I really haven't followed it. And it's almost like Martin, where I use it to look back on the year to see what movies I missed. <laughs> It, it, it's really that because sometimes I do miss when they when movies get released um, and it's only at that point in time where I check like oh this is a probably a great movie that I should have watched and and whatnot but in terms of like nominees I I really don't follow it um, except for the certain uh, moments where for example like Leo when he got his first Oscar after a really long time that was the exception where I got really invested in the awards um but other than that yeah it's just a cool fun evening like the beauty pageants 
such a Filipino thing. <laughs> like like Miss Universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's exactly like that. <laughs> no, because my I remember like my family did that too. I don't know, like a really maybe when I was just a little kid growing up, like we would we would maybe watch the Oscars randomly. I don't even remember it that well. But I mean, for me, like it's even another step down from the two. Like I'll take a one step down from the two of you. Uh, for myself, the Oscars really don't mean a whole lot to me at all. I mean, considering the the type of movies that I watch, like coming up on like Rush Hour and The Mummy and stuff like that, um, clearly not movies that would ever be uh, mentioned at the Oscars. So those types of things, I mean. It just really, I, I was not really interested um, for the longest time. I mean, more recently, maybe a little more now as my my tastes have, have changed and expanded. <clears throat> um, but otherwise, like, I'm just waiting for someone to get assaulted for to, to pique my interest. I'd say I'm, a, I'm in a pretty similar place to you guys is like, I, I don't, I used to care a lot about the Oscars and like when my movie didn't get nominated. I was like, how dare you not nominate this movie that 10 people have seen. Um, but now I'm just kind of, I don't expect them to agree with like what my interests are. And so I'm not, I'm kind of more watching at it from a distance and not so much as a, a recommendations. Cause at that point I've usually watched all the movies from last year. Um, less so these days on account of having a child and not being able to watch much. Uh, like I haven't seen Coda yet. And, you know, so I'm probably going to check it out because, you know, good reviews and, and, you know, won a few awards. But there's also certain things like West Side Story could have won every single award. I'm still never going to watch it. So <laughs> I'm kind of limited on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it as an event to get the world talking about movies. I, I've been thinking about, like, can I ditch the Oscars? And is there another movie award ceremony out there that I actually do care about their opinion on? I was thinking of the Gotham awards, which is like indie movie awards. And I actually do like a lot of the ones that get picked for best picture on that. So I was like, maybe instead of having a big Oscar night, I'll have a Gotham awards night. I don't know if they even televise it, but maybe that'd be more interesting. We're Houston. We have awards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys show. do like, uh, we should do like our own here. Uh, wear, wear a tuxedo t-shirt for it <laughs> well actually we we kind of already do have that when we have our top tens of the year that's true technically we, we should we should expand that yeah, into an, a whole award show yeah, segment, segment the movies you can finally nominate your movies paulo yeah yeah the mummy returns <laughs> just the the paulo award which <laughs> yeah. is it's, like it's just my favorite movie. movie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's no way so, to win it unless it's my <laughs> so like last year it would have been like Wonder Woman, or no, it was like the year before it would have been Wonder Woman. You like that? Yeah, <laughs> I put it on my top ten. That's was... my hatest movie of all time. <laughs> yes, I don't. We had a difference clear, of opinion on that one. Yeah, to be. I mean, there's a whole episode about it, but like, I didn't love it because it was a great movie. I loved it because it was just hilarious. Okay. Okay. Same I same reason that. as uh the Matrix from from this past year. I was I also haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched Reloaded yet. It's a great. It's a great time. <laughs> it's a great time to watch. It's on the Oscar list, unfortunately. Um. So but talking about this year's Oscars, um. 
what were your guys' general thoughts on this? Was there anyone you were particular? I know we were all kind of saying we don't really care about who wins and who loses, <laughs> but like, is there anyone that or anything that you were really happy about or you were really upset was left off anywhere? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, and we had a whole episode about this, but cinematography, not including the Green Knight as a candidate for me is just like, an embarrassment for that category like it's one of the best shot movies in years and like i have no problem with dune dune one very well technically made movie power of the dog also nominated also really good but it's like it's at least top five yeah that was actually really surprising to me too coming from someone who didn't even like the green knight particularly like at least cinematography mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. come on very well done um i mean Another um, surprise for me in that category specifically was Nightmare Alley. But like when I think about it, it I, I mean, it was shot pretty well. Um, but I, I don't know. I, what would you have taken out to replace Green Knight with? Hold on. I got a... Power of the Dog. The Tragedy of Macbeth. West Side Story. <laughs> I mean, did anyone watch West Side Story? <laughs> I did. Yes. I mean, Bernice did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It was good. It was okay. I mean, it's good. It's not my favorite like musical movie, but it was okay. Yeah. The people who I wanted to it. watch it watched it, and the people who didn't care didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the choreography a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming yeah, the, from like yeah, exactly the I dancer agree. side of of me. Yeah. Like, oh, right, right, right. I thoroughly and in- we were just watching the choreography, the staging, and mm. the transitions, and we were yeah. like blown away by very that. Very good. Very professional. Yeah. That's why I love West Side Story. The dancing. Oh, no, that's okay. Well, thank you for a, a different perspective because clearly Karsten and myself do not have that We're great dancers perspective. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know whether the cinematography for that one was actually good or not. I'm noticing that the guy who's on there is a very common name. He's been nominated seven times. And I feel like the Academy gets really lazy for certain words where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I know that guy. He's been working for 30 years. Let's nominate him again. Or it's like, oh, we don't have uh, a supporting actress that we care about. Let's nominate Meryl Streep again. Um, yep. And it's like, yep. I don't know whether that movie was good, but it's probably on the strength of that guy, not so much the particular work that he did for that movie. What I also don't understand is like, like to me, the Academy Awards are like a black box. Like, I don't know exactly who's voting to for these people like is it is it thousands like of hollywood it's thousands of people and how do you get chosen uh to to be one of the voters like you have to be an actor you have to be someone in the industry or like yeah and so they're basically giving themselves awards um like yeah will smith sort of. was an academy member until will recently yeah. and so he got yeah. kicked out but like most of these people that win awards every year are also academy members okay Interesting. So it's like a one big circle jerk kind of thing. I feel like it needs to be more like the uh, sports MVP voting where it's like you have 50 people as opposed to like thousands. Because when you have thousands of people, it doesn't lend itself to bold decisions. It lends itself to like, what is, what is everybody's second or third favorite movie? That's what's going to get first place because like everyone Mm. liked it a little bit as opposed to the ones that a couple people liked a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I, I wish there were fewer voters. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can take. I'll give you my take on. Uh, I don't have like a like a snub, but I do have like a, a little bit of a grudge for Dune, and wh- and why it was not. I can see why it was nominated, but I think some of the the categories where it was nominated in, I don't know. I don't know if I would like agree with it because for me, Dune was underwhelming as a as a movie. 
Um, and, and I was like, I was super hyped about it. And even before the movie rolled out, like I, I went and read like, like, like 75% of the entire series, um, in like a very quick, uh, go. So I was super hyped about the movie, but like the movie itself, at least the part one was, was super underwhelming. And I, I don't know if, if, I mean, personally, I don't think it, it should have been nominated as much as it, as it did. I wasn't really impressed by it too much. And like which category? Let me check. I was going through the list. I mean, yeah, it was nominated for a lot. Okay, costume design, sure. Film editing, I don't know if, to me, if it was the best. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, sure, I could see that. Music, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, in general, maybe I'm just, just, just expressing my frustration for the movie itself mm-hmm. in general because I was so excited. And plus, it's uh, Denis Villeneuve, and like he's he's obviously a great director. But honestly, I I, I wasn't so impressed, and I was a little bit underwhelmed by the the final product. I don't know what what you guys thought of of Dune. We had complete opposite uh, reactions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't like the movie as a whole, but I I do think it is a technically very well-made movie. Um editing, I feel like is probably not the right place for it to be awarded, but like cinematography and visual effects and sound, like yeah, it did all those things pretty well. I I feel like every year editing people don't know what editing is when they vote for it and they're just like what's a movie we like? It's like a second place for best picture or something. So I don't think that was a particularly well edited movie. Yeah. Also, um, a, a big surprise to me was uh, free uh, free guy being nominated for anything. But then when you look at uh, visual visual effects, the visual effects category, I feel like it's it's their um, it's it's the Oscars way of just plugging in like a, a Marvel movie or. Uh, like something like a crowd pleaser because it's one of those like CGI heavy blockbusters. I mean, just looking at the category right now, I mean, Dune won, but there was like Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, Spider-Chi, Spider-Chan, Spider-Man. So what do you feel about the, the potential new award of like best popular movie? Uh, wait, what? Is that a thing? They announced it and then they've kind of pulled it back, but they've said like, and I don't think they've really said what the criteria is. Cause my question is if you make an award for best popular movie, is it an award for the most popular movie or is it the best film that also had like a certain dollars <laughs> at the box office? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe they're just taking a step closer to accessibility and becoming the MTV awards. <laughs> it's already highly accessible. No, it's like it's televised everywhere. It's well, I, I mean, accessible in the, in the way that like, you know, how we all just finished saying we don't really care about the Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's 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 kind of like extending an olive branch to like the the common people. Yeah, the common people. Yeah, <laughs> the plebs. <laughs> the plebs. <laughs> to me, I think the Oscars need to be a bit more. I think they need to. I mean, fundamentally, it's a bit old school. No, it's like it's it's it, the, the system's a little bit dated i mean there were there was like one part of the the oscars where they gave an award to uh uh like a designer virgil abloh and they called him a hip-hop designer um which means like like 
I don't I don't want to speak about it on maybe on the <laughs> podcast, but it's it that's that's a little bit like uh, not the right word for it, and I feel like it's just. I think it needs to appeal to a younger a younger audience because I don't know. I think it's a little bit dated in the way it 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 lends itself to to the masses. So then, how do you how do you do that without just going full MTV and best TikTok. popular movie I'm award? <laughs> so so here here's my idea. Here's here's how you fix the Oscars and make it more interesting. Oh, here we go. People <laughs> like brackets, right? You know, March Madness, <laughs> sports, you know, all that type of thing. So what we do is we make six sub best picture categories. We already have some of them. You got like a best animated feature, best international film, uh, best documentary. And so we add to those, we add best action movie, best musical and comedy, uh, and like a best drama or something like that. And then the winners of those become the six nominees for best picture. And so everybody, like if you're an action fan, you go in, you're like, I care about who wins the best action and whoever wins that is who I'm cheering for, for best picture. You kind of like, you got your team. Mm -hmm. Um, If you really like musicals, you're, you really give a shit about that category. You maybe don't care about best action movie. Um, I think that would be more interesting, but it would also make it like a four hour ceremony, which I think they're already trying to shorten it. So true, true. It's not a, it's not a bad idea. I like the idea of like, finding ways to make people feel they're more invested and they're more um a part of the ceremony as they're supposed to be watching from the sidelines um yeah it should be hosted by us i had a dream that i won a contest that i went to be a guest presenter at the oscars and you know how everyone goes yeah. up there and talks like uses their their time in the the camera to like promote their <laughs> cause i used it to promote the cause that Tim Hortons needs to bring back their coffee cake muffin because it was delicious, and I don't know why they got rid of it. You definitely deserve to be that on that. That was your dream. <laughs> so... <laughs> Any other feedback about, about the I, I mean, I think we're... I think we're we're good on the Oscars. I mean, we've we've talked about them as much as we we care. <laughs> We're allowed to. <laughs> All right, let's get into the uh, the main piece of this episode: Oscar-nominated character deathmatch. So here's how it's going to work: we the, the pool of characters that you have to select from is anyone who was nominated in any of the four acting categories from 2010 onwards. Winners, nominees, just as long as they were nominated. Um, you're going. We're going to have like a live draft, um, so we're gonna we're gonna pick the order. But then, like, you'll go through snake drafts. So, like, first round you'll be like one, two, three, and then second round will be three, two, one, and then kind of back and forth until we finish up all five rounds. Um, each character can only be selected once, um, unless there's a situation where the same character was nominated twice. Um, although I don't think there's any instances of that 2010s onwards. Uh, there was some of that in the 70s and 80s. Um, and then I will give you the format for the death match that happens afterwards. There's going to be particular setting, particular format for how it happens. You guys do not know that format yet. Um, any questions before we get started? I'm nervous. I, w- I would just like to call out to our, our, v- our listeners that this is in no way inspired by what happened um, at the last Oscars. 
Um, and we will not go into that event because it dominated everything for for like the month after. Anyways, said enough about it already. <laughs> All right. So we're going to decide the, the order of the draft. And so I, I have two questions. Uh, whoever gets the first one right has the first pick of their, their slot. So you can pick either like first, second, or third slot, depending on what you want. Um, and then I'll have a second question to just debate between the last two rounds or the last two selections. So here's your question uh, for whoever gets it first uh, will win this question. There are some characters throughout the history of the Oscars that have been nominated more than once. There are two characters that have been nominated three times. Name one of them without Googling. Like, and if no one can pick three, I'll settle for... Actually, I'll, I'll give you 30 seconds for anyone who can come up with one of the characters that was nominated three times. Like movie characters? Or the actor? Character or the, the, that was nominated. The... Doesn't have to be from the same franchise. There can be people in different franchises in different iterations of the character that was nominated. Oh. So I'll give you one example. And this is now off the board as something you can select, but both Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix were nominated for the character of the Joker. There are multiple instances of this. Oh, that's two true. characters that have been nominated three times. What the fuck? <laughs> Steve Jobs. Oh, that's a good one. No. Queen, no? Queen Elizabeth or Queen Anne. Oh, that's a good one. Probably two. One I, of the queens. I will give you, <laughs> one of the queens. I will give you that one. It is Queen Elizabeth the first. Um, yes! that was nominated three times Kate Blanchett for two of them in Elizabeth and Elizabeth the Golden Age and then by Judy Dench in Shakespeare in Love side note nope. but did you guys know that Shakespeare in Love won best picture over Saving Private Ryan <laughs> no really? I, I think that. that was the first Oscars I ever watched yeah sorry <laughs> I, I don't even remember back then. It, in my in my research for this episode I, I learned <laughs> that and I was just in shock all right, Anyways. so Bernice is going to have her pick of where in the draft she wants to start. You can either pick the first, second, third, which will impact, because the second round, if you pick third, then you get to pick first in the second round. It's like a snake draft. Uh, but between Paulo and Martin, the second question is, there are a couple examples where the same actor and same character was nominated twice. So kind of the same instance as before, but it's like mm -hmm. the same character as well, or sorry, yeah. the same actor. Um, can you name one of those? And if you can, no. I have a third question. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale in something? Uh, Batman? No. I don't think he ever got nominated no. once. No. Is, is it, an, is it a, the King of England? One of the Kings of England. Twice? Lord of the Rings. Someone from Lord of the Rings. No. It, it is not. I think, I think Lord of the Rings never got nominated until it was like Return of the King, and then they did like makeup mm. nominations for the whole trilogy. <laughs> There is so a the king same... that falls into this category. From is the same... it a Shakespearean king? King. Same character, same franchise, same. Like, same actor, like same two... character, nominated multiple times. In so, different Oscars, like different years. Yeah, so Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth the First, she was nominated in 1998, and then again in 2008 for the same yeah. character. Yeah. What the? I can't. I don't even know how to. I can't even look that up. <laughs> uh, 
We need a, we need a clue. We need a sequel. Uh, there's definitely oh. one that you know. Definitely one that I know. The, a very famous uh, so, character. Um, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky yes. Balboa. Yes. Is that the one that you thought that I knew? Yes. Yeah. I well, he, he's at Rocky. least a character that you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Did you Google this, Martin? No. I, I, well, oh. I mean, I googled it before, <laughs> like when I was in research. So there's like, if you guys didn't get that one, there was one other question I was going to give you. Was there's one character that has been. It received two nominations for the same character for the same movie. Two different actors for that same character. Different actors for the same character. Actresses, actually. And it is Rose from Titanic. Both Kate Winslet and the older actress were both nominated. She, the older mm-hmm. actress won it, I mean, was nominated? She was nominated. She didn't win, but In she this... was nominated. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's so specific. That's one of those years where it's just like, we like Titanic, so whoever their candidate is, we're going to... Yeah. All right, okay, so cool. Bernice, which spot in the draft would you like to have? Two. You're in the second slot? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so Martin, which slot do you want? Uh, one. That means, Paulo, you are in third, which means you have the first pick of the second round. Yep. Wait, and we can pick absolutely anyone absolutely <laughs> any character that has been nominated since 2010 yeah okay oh okay <laughs> maybe strategic about my first one i know and you said at least one f- female female yes at least <clears throat> one female in your five selections uh, I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to say 30 seconds each. And if you don't pick oh, someone God. at the end of that 30 seconds, uh, then you have to pick uh, Jacob Tremblay from the room. <laughs> Is that the kid? Yes. <laughs> Wait, he was nominated? Yeah, he was nominated. Oh, definitely. What, what, what if it happens Larson. more than once? Who's the next? Who's after Jacob Tremblay? <laughs> I didn't get there. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. One, I'm one just going to get my, my stopwatch. You guys got a few seconds to prepare <clears> here. <throat> okay. All right. Martin, you're on the clock. Okay. I'm going with... Um... I'll round it off some someone like, yeah, yeah, someone who's sort of like all around. Let's do Chris Kyle from American Sniper, played by Bradley Cooper. Ooh. That was literally my number one. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn it. Oh, all right. Next. Yep, you're next. I'll take um, Elizabeth Salander. Salander? Salander? From The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, who's that played by? That's the American one? Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Okay. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right, Paul, you're on the clock. Okay, I'm going to take... Um, <coughs> I'm going to take um, Jessica Chastain from Zero Dark Thirty uh, as my first pick. <coughs> 
can I let the rest of my time run out for that first one so I have more time to think about my second <laughs> You have 10 one. seconds, and then your next one starts. Okay, cool. Um, just let me know. Your 30 seconds is back on. I had my list. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Yeah, I'll just give you guys a minute. I think 30 seconds is a bit aggressive. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to take um, Rooster Cogburn from True Grit, uh, played by Jeff Bridges. Oh, Bernice. Uh, not really happy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will pick... I actually don't remember. <clears throat> Hugh Glass from The Revenant. Even though I completely forgot his entire character profile. His I, entire character is getting attacked by a bear. <laughs> that's exactly. That's, that was on my like list for sure. Hugh Glass is Leo from The Revenant, right? Yeah. yeah. That that would be useful at some point. He beat a bear. Ish. Yeah. One of the scenarios has a bear. He's good at not dying, so. <laughs> exactly. You just need a punching bag on your team. All right, Martin, you got two picks back to back here. Okay. All right. And, okay. Uh, maybe my first one I'll go with um, Dick Cheney, played by Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, so I, I can run out the rest of like the 20 seconds, right? Yeah. So I got my other one. Okay. Gives me some time. Okay. That, uh, I think that pick gave me a, I'm back in it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I, I'm, I, he's sort of my, like, put him in there just in case. Just got to wait for him to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> what was the master about? I'm not going to say. <laughs> Oh, I see. All right, your next minute is starting. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. It's over. It's a wrap for you. It's a wrap. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. One from uh, Moonlight, played by Mahershala Ali. Oh. Interesting. I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> got Juan and Dick Cheney on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Benicia, you're on the clock. And Martin, as a reminder, in your last two picks, you still have to pick a female. The other two mm -hmm. teams have their ratio. Okay. <clears throat> I will get... <clears throat> You can pick more than one female if you want. Yeah, I will take uh, Diana, Princess of Wales. Kristen Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> Clinging to the judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paula, you got two picks here. Oh, let's go, boy. Oh, I'm so, I have so many, so many options. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I didn't think I would have so many options. These are definitely not the characters I was expecting to go off the board. Can I get a time like a got 30 seconds left in your first pick? Okay, okay. I had one and I just can't find uh, who's um what's his name? Um is Brad Pitt from uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's the he's the uh the stunt man, right? Stunt man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want him. Okay. How many people are on my team now? Two? You have three. Three. Jessica Chastain, Rooster Cogburn, and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Going to need some character names before we start, but we can deal with that after. Yeah, I can figure that out. Um, I want... Uh... <clears throat> um, what's his name? Um, Desmond Doss from uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Ooh, he's a good one. Yeah. He's the medic? Yes, yeah. yes. Who refuses to carry a, a rifle? Okay. <laughs> or to kill anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got match. their role. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're playing this I like, mean, the, like the ultimate legends. death you match like, was uh, World War II, <laughs> so <laughs> he did pretty well. <laughs> yep. I'll pick um, Alan Turing. Imitation game. Oh, interesting. Crap, I feel like my team's actually not balanced. <laughs> All right, Martin, you got your last two picks here. Your team would definitely win an Oscar, Bernice, <laughs> but I don't know if they would win a <laughs> death match. Okay. I have Leo, Hugh Glass. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to go with. Um, for for my fourth, I'll go with Cassandra Thomas, played by Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Oh, that's a good one. And my last pick, I'm gonna be strategic about this. How much time do I have left? Uh, you got like a full minute. Okay. Okay, maybe for my last pick, I will go with You should you should take Natalie Portman from Black Swan. <laughs> no, <it's> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do uh, Lord Macbeth from Tragedy of Macbeth. Denzel. Denzel. Pelican Bay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Denzel. 
think those are my five. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Sorry, I'm picking between two polar opposite <clears throat> characters right now. Okay. Risky, but okay. I will pick Jacob B from Minari. Sorry, who's that? Sorry, who? who? <laughs> <laughs> which, which Minari character is that? Steve Yen. Steve Yen. Okay. I feel like we need someone normal in there. This is a death match. <laughs> <laughs> For crop building, to you know, exactly. just right, and Polo, finish us off here. Last pick. Yeah, I picked Dr. King Schultz, um, played by Christoph Waltz um, from what's the Django Unchained. All right. My other option. My other option was Captain Phillips. Either or him or the the captain now. Barkad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, him. Him. Oh, sorry, him. Not, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not, Captain. not Captain Phillips. <laughs> so, as Captain usual, would have been a poor choice. As usual, the characters that I thought were going to go first did not even get picked. <laughs> um, I was picking John Fitzgerald from The Revenant to go at least first round, uh, if not first overall, but I uh, guess no one agreed with me on that. I don't remember his character. To Tom, be Hardy. It's Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> he ended up losing, so. <laughs> I was going to, it was tough for my, my lady pick. I was going to pick Harriet Tubman. But uh, mm. <laughs> I couldn't, the, the tactical genius of uh, the Zero Dark Thirty lady. Too she great was, to pass up. What, what year was that? I don't, Zero I don't Dark Thirty? Yeah, I don't remember seeing it in the list. Twenty ten and up. Here. Uh twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, fuck. Totally missed that. She was a good character. Now that I'm looking at this, there would have been a lot of good options if you guys had uh taken too much time. I could have given you Stephen Hawking. Could have given you like uh Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now let's get into the format of what this death match is going to be. So presumably, because I didn't tell you otherwise, you guys may have been thinking that this is a team death match. Uh, no, <laughs> this is not a team death match. This is an individual death match. One V one. So what's going to happen is there's going to be five rounds in each round. As soon as three people die, the round will go to the next round. So we will assume that the characters are told this at the beginning of the deathmatch. So at the beginning, there's 15 people all going into an arena. As soon as three people die, the arena changes. Three people die, arena changes. It's not necessarily that one from each of your teams is going to get killed each round. So Mm -hmm. the last arena may have three people all from the same team. Or like when I say team, like picked by the same person. Um, So this is an individual survival death match um both an element of you know just surviving the round and also you know who would kill the other people um some of these settings may have dangerous elements of their own um in other settings the only danger is the other contestants uh 
Any questions with that before we get started? Like Hunger Games. Yeah. Similar to Hunger Games. Sort of. How, how, do, we de- how do you decide, um, like if 15 people are in an arena, how do you decide who fights who and who stays alive? So that is for you to make compelling arguments. Um, okay. Some places it'll be more forced than others. Obviously near the end, you're going to have like three people. So it's obviously that they would fight people. But like in the beginning, you know, you can have arguments of who might hide, who might find them, who might be more aggressive or passive in it. Um, I, I also said in our chat that I will accept plot armor arguments. Like if you think it would make, if this was a movie and it would just make a more interesting movie, if certain people survived or if certain people fought at the mm-hmm. beginning or at the end, I will take those into consideration. Obviously not the only consideration. I think, I think some of my okay. characters have some of the strongest plot armor <laughs> in, in the game. I need to be refreshing the lists. Yeah, that... yeah, I forgot who has who. I'm not going to give away the game yet. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to recap the teams just before we start. Um, so Martin's team, you have Chris Kyle, played by Bradley Pitt from American Sniper. Uh, Dick Cheney from Vice. Uh, Juan, played by Mahershala <laughs> Ali in Moonlight, uh, Cassandra Thomas from Promising Young Woman, and Lord Macbeth from The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, Bernice, you have Lisbeth Salander uh, from Girl with Dragon Tattoo, Hugh Glass, played by Leo from The Revenant, Princess Diana, Alan Turing, and Stephen <laughs> Yoon from Minari. <laughs> Paulo, you have Jessica Chastain from Zero Dark Thirty, Rooster Cogburn, sure. Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Desmond Das, the passive medic, um, and Dr. King Schultz from Django Unchained. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for your first arena? Yes. Yes. The first arena, and again, keep in mind, all the characters have been explained that this is how the format will work. Everybody has been dropped into a corridor of the Death Star. They have a blaster rifle beside them. There is no one else no one else within eyeshot of them. So everyone is nearby, let's, let's say like the same like quarter or like section of the Death Star, but there's no one with like immediate eyesight on them. So okay. what are your arguments for who would die or survive from the other teams? From the other Wait. teams, not from our own team. Well, I mean, so you're wanting to keep your people alive. So you're yeah, making yeah. arguments on why certain people would live. Like, what would happen? What, like, tell me what would happen here and, like, why you think your characters might kill people from the other mm-hmm. characters' teams and, you know, counter-argue on why you think your person might stay alive. Good question. Each one has a blaster? Every character might has have... a blaster rifle beside them. Good. Well, I can tell you that Chris Kyle's not going down in this round, that's for sure. This guy... The moment he has a rifle, he's already looking for uh, places to uh, be discreet, um, but still at the same time have some kind of like point of view scope to uh, for passerbys and basically snipe them out. So I think Chris Kyle's safe from my team, um, which also means that everyone else is basically a target. This guy has like a 150 plus kill uh, kill count in uh, Iraq, so I feel like. Shooting, shooting down anyone else—it's uh, going to be fairly easy. Um, Was he uh, lying but, uh, though? Was but I think it? I think his I think his <laughs> skills are still warranted. Like, uh, sniper skills are still legitimate. 
um, regardless of the kill count. So I think everyone's a target. I'm not sure who exactly dies, but um, I have that argument. Um, In my head, I'm thinking who's the hunters and who's the hiders. I see mm -hmm. Rooster Cogburn and Chris Kyle are probably the only guys who use a gun. Uh, I guess King Schultz as well. King Schultz Um, for sure. Uh, Lord Macbeth is, you know, a good fighter, but he's never used a projectile weapon like a blaster before. That's true. Um, I also feel that Juan would be okay maybe for the first round. He's street smart, and, I mean, he's used a gun before. Yes, it's a a laser gun, but it's a gun (laughs) nonetheless. Um, I feel like he he would... He would he would be smart about things, you know. He wouldn't just like go out into the open and and do stupid shit. I feel like he has a little bit more street experience, so he'll he'll somehow stay alive, uh, at least for this round. Um, also, don't forget about Cliff Booth. He's like legit action man. Yes, um, I think he knows. Where, <clears throat> hey, he he took out um, those serial killers at his house with a, with a flamethrower. <laughs> true, true, <laughs> but a blaster, a laser blaster is child's play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so those are the people who can do the killing. Who are they targeting? Okay, well, wait. I, I think Diana. Hugh Glass. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Glass can also kill, and Rudy Mara. I mean, Elizabeth Salander, in my team. Sure. I think sure. Elizabeth Salander. I don't know. Yes, she can. She's a silent. <laughs> She's a silent killer. She's a hacker. She can hack your blasters. Can you do that? She can hack her, <laughs> her blaster. She has access to her blaster. Um, okay, wait. Who are the other characters? I feel like Princess Diana would be dead. I'm sorry. She's. I, I think she's gone first round. I don't I think, think she's... She's too likable to be killed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think her charm extends to, yeah, uh, to, to the people on our teams. Yeah. Maybe the common people, but not, uh, <laughs> not, to us. not our fighters. Not, not in the... The midst Martin, of... you have you have common people, Martin. <laughs> Who? Uh, the guy from Moonlight, promising young woman. They would definitely side with Diana. She would, would not. She would. Her. Also, um, Stephen also Young, the... like Minari, he's if a I farmer. Would... Innocent farmer. No one's gonna kill an innocent. Farmer. <laughs> or he might she be the sure will target. <laughs> it's a death match here. I mean, I mean. Uh, also, what's um, what's his name? Vice. Uh, he's a he's a massive target. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. You would be killed this first. Is true. This is true. But here's my argument for Dick Cheney. I feel like he, he would try to make alliances. He would he would try to because he doesn't have any physical um, or military or m- like martial arts strength. What he what he does have <laughs> is influence. He has influence and he has power. And, and and I feel like he's 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 good at convincing. I mean, he convinced George Bush to to invade Iraq. So I feel like he his first step would be to try to make alliances. And I think, this is why he wouldn't die I, in the first round. I, I feel I like tricking guy? George Bush is a pretty low bar. <laughs> <laughs> I would say along those same reasons are the main reasons why he would be killed first. <laughs> oh, here uh, 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 here's another argument for Dick Cheney. It's very possible that maybe he finds Chris Kyle, and because they're they're both representative of the U.S., they're both part of the U.S. like they're 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 aspects of the U.S. military. I feel like he would be able to create an alliance with Chris Kyle, and Chris Kyle would be able to protect him. At I'll, least I'll have you, I'll have you know, Rooster Cogburn is a is a U.S. marshal. All right. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
So to change what you're saying, uh, he's from True Grit. Um, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. He's okay. a cowboy. So he's a no nonsense cowboy who, who kills people and going is he patriotic. Done. Going is he back patriotic? to our conversation oh, yeah. from earlier, that's uh, also a character that was nominated twice throughout history because uh, John Wayne was nominated for the same role. Oh, I didn't know he was nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, who else is on your team, uh, um, uh, uh, Bernice? I'm not saying. The, the I'm dragon. <laughs> Are they all hiding? Alex <laughs> is dead. I'm sorry. I, I would this say. This guy's smart as hell, but he's dying. I'm sorry. I would say just because like people have blasters beside them doesn't mean they will know how to use it and shoot right away. For sure, Alan Turing would have ran away before anybody else even noticed that they had a blaster beside them. And he's probably hiding in the depths of <laughs> the Death Star. He is safe. I don't think so. Alan's I was just working so. on his little machine somewhere in the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. He's not even bothered about the deathmatch. He's still trying to create his crypto-breaking uh, machine. With Elizabeth Salander. Everyone's screwed. <laughs> okay, fi- final argument for my team. I mean, like, they're all, they're all fighters. Um, uh, yeah, he's a, he's legit, like, hand-to-hand. If his blaster goes down, hand-to-hand, he's unbeatable. He knocked out Bruce Lee. Um, and uh, if anyone, God forbid, anyone somehow takes a hit, not likely, but... I think Desmond Doss is uh, slippery enough to to navigate the uh, the the blaster fire and um, and you know make sure that no one on my team dies. But but does he have the does he have medic equipment to do mm-hmm. to do this? Yeah. I never, no. He <laughs> so got dropped he? with the <laughs> None of their equipment has come with them. They only get what's available in the arena. He has the He's power of dead. God. <laughs> he has a heart of gold. Yeah. All right. So here's where I'm at. Dick Cheney. I'm sorry. He's dead. Big target. <laughs> Easy to hit. Doesn't run very fast. Uh, we got Princess Diana in the scopes. I think like, you know, she's being narrowed in as at a target. I'm not ready to cross her off just yet. Um, we've also had Alan Turing mentioned, but, you know, counter arguments have been made. So we have one officially down. We have two more. Um, I guess, Bernice, if you don't want a couple of your characters going out, then we'll need to attack some of the characters on the other teams here. Um, crap. Okay, this is where uh, Hugh Glass is going to come in. My only muscle guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to use a, a blaster, by the way. I, I don't think he even understands the concept of a gun. I'm not sure. They had guns back then. Okay. Like outer guns. <laughs> outer guns. Has has he has he fully healed yet from his bear attack? We're gonna say that this is healed. <laughs> <laughs> He's like crippled. Okay. I think well, he has the muscle power to like fight everybody and grab their blasters. To be honest. And it doesn't necessarily need to be your character that kills the other characters. You just have to convince me that another character would die. Okay. Well, I mean. I think Princess Diane is a given. Um, Moonlight, the guy from Moonlight yeah. will die. I don't understand why I, he would. No, would he's street smart. It. He's street huh? smart. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He's and not. Lord, Macbeth like, would die. Like, he's not completely like uh, like uh, like a ditz. Like for sure, Lord Macbeth <laughs> cannot even use a gun. No. But... 
<laughs> he needs his wife to tell him what to do. Also, to be inspired. But yeah. okay, but here's 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 Lord Macbeth did has fought in wars before, so he understands the concept of survival. He understands He's the concept crazy. of like uh, of pressure of having uh, being in like uh, uh, circumstances close to death. So I think almost too find much. a way. Yeah, exactly. I've seen him <laughs> I under think pressure, he, I think and he, he dies. Find a way. <laughs> I think he goes crazy. He cannot handle the pressure, and he well, will definitely well, die. He only went crazy, like okay. Also, which 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 state of Lord Macbeth's mental? Sorry, which <laughs> what is his mental state coming into this? Like, is it like before his psychopathic like like uh, downfall, or is it? Is after? he having an episode right now, or? Uh... <laughs> Where is this guy? I, I think along the same lines of Hugh Glass, we're going to take him at his most competent. Okay, um, his most competent. Okay, perfect. So, basically, admired by by the military, admired by the king. Um, you know, he understands war, regardless of of the technology that's being used. He understands how to survive. I don't think he's going out the first round. Who's your last guy, Martin? I have Dick Cheney's already dead. Chris Kyle, <laughs> the guy Chris from Moonlight. Moonlight. Cassandra. Oh, Cassandra Thomas from. Promising. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. No, but she's okay. She's seductive. <laughs> <laughs> who is she seducing? Of this away from that movie. <laughs> who is she sedu- Who is she seducing? I'll tell you who she, who she is seducing. Don't say Jacob um, He's married. Definitely. Definitely. Every male that's in this tournament, <laughs> <laughs> except for those. Not that Alan are. Turing. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Not Desmond Doss either, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right so here's where I am. Dick Cheney, dead. Princess Diana, I'm also going to say dead. Um, it's basically between, I, I'm going to say Alan Turing and Lord Macbeth of, can Alan Turing run away and hide before Lord Macbeth gets shot because he doesn't understand what a projectile weapon is? <laughs> Wait, wait, he understands project. They had bows and arrows and stuff back then. It's not a gun, but it's yeah. the concept of like long range weapons. She I think he could he'd understand. Like someone would shoot, maybe it would miss, he would hit something, and he'd he'd understand. He'd grab the concept that okay, someone has a projectile, I should get out of sight. This is, this, this is a tough one because Alan Turing is I don't think he's particularly physically gifted, but at the same time, Macbeth is uh he's prone to uh to uh, psych- psych- psychotic attacks. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but something I think has Lord trigger, Macbeth is going to like, yeah. think way too slowly and too deeply. <laughs> no. uh, Alan, Alan Turing walks fast <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alan Turing is going to die. Like, he's, he's so focused on one task and that's like yeah, breaking the graphic problem. He's not going to survive in, in a survival death match. Like, He's, Against he's, Lord he's, Macbeth, he's I think. He can't even make friends. He's not even good at making friends. So he can't even make an alliance. He doesn't he's, need friends to survive. He's, he's going to die. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last comment from each of you. Alan Turing versus Lord Macbeth. What are you going to hinge your argument on here? Not necessarily that those two are fighting, but just like which one survives. Another like 10 seconds each. Lord Macbeth has not killed anybody from the movie that I've seen. And when he did... He went crazy. I don't think he actually has the guts to even hold the gun, aim the gun, and shoot it. 
Okay, completely wrong because he was a soldier. He was like a military commander, so he's killed people before. He was commanding. He was he killed people before, and whereas Alan Turing has never killed anyone, I don't think he even understands how to kill, and he just doesn't have survival skills. He just doesn't. He's just a good cryptographer. That's it, and the founder of computer science. But that's not <laughs> useful. That's not useful in this scenario. You All have right. promising young woman, woman. All right, decision <laughs> made. <laughs> Alan Turing is uh, he's going down. Yes. Uh, there was an yeah. argument I was waiting to hear on Lord Macbeth, and if I would have heard it, I was ready to take him out, but I, I didn't hear. It. He definitely has killed people. He's he's brave Macbeth. You know, he's a military commander, so we'll we'll have him survive this round, and we will move on to part two of the arena. Uh, we have a list of twelve left. So just to recap, the twelve. American Sniper, Moonlight, Promising Young Woman, Tragedy of Macbeth from Martin's team, Dragon Tattoo, The Revenant, and Minari on Bernice's team, and Zero Dark Thirty, True Grit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hacksaw Ridge, and Django Unchained on Paulo's team. In the next round that they're going to be dropped into, they are dropped into, all within range of each other and no weapon beside them, they are dropped into the farm from a quiet place. <laughs> with oh, with the monsters like with the, the monsters, monsters are nearby somewhere <clears throat> okay. unfortunately alan turing didn't make it here because he, he would have done well <laughs> <laughs> i think desmond doss is going to make it out of this whole thing the <laughs> last man standing to be honest heart of gold <laughs> i think my entire team i think my entire team okay. could make it out alive here like Leo DiCap oh sorry, Hugh Glass has a lot of experience in the wild. He knows how to survive in the woods and you know, to be quiet if he needs to against predators. Elizabeth Salander, again, she just like stealth. She might be a hacker, there's no one's in the woods, but she can be stealth <laughs> if she needs to. She's pretty quiet, like she doesn't speak either. She doesn't understand and... <laughs> nature. <laughs> she only understands computers. For, okay, so 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 for me, I think and I have a farmer. <laughs> I think the the survivors in this scenario are going to be ones that are naturally uh, uh, like quiet, like that's sort of like their first instinct. So I think Chris Kyle is going to be still going to be alive because because they're in this farm and they're dropped here. The moment someone makes a noise, everyone's in jeopardy, right? So naturally i think the the quiet people are going to sort of have an, uh, an advantage here um so for sure chris kyle's gonna stay alive um when when you say farm do they have access to that like to the house or do they have to stay in in the woods or like what's sort of like the they the, all start the... outside but they can move inside if they want okay Dick cheney would have lost anyways <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Paula, you have really loud people. I feel like they'd be yeah. easy targets. What? What are you talking except about? Except for Desmond. Except for Desmond. Uh, except for Desmond. Maya Harris. She's she's a spy. Like she works for the CIA. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure she knows how to be quiet. Same. Same, yeah, yeah. same with Dr. King Schultz. He's a he's a friggin' uh, he like he hunts people. He's a he's a merc not a mercenary. Um, what's it called hit uh, hit no. Uh, bounty hunter. There we go. But he's loud. He's a bounty hunter. He makes so noise. He, yeah, he, Brad he makes to noise. Rely on stealth. Brad Pitt for Hollywood. sure. Would... Yeah, Brad's Hollywood. This guy's gonna make noise. <laughs> yeah. He gets dropped in the farm. But he is Hollywood. But he's he's a background guy, right? He's I think a Brad's gonna be. Man. I think Brad's gonna be one man of. Is loud. Yeah, I think Brad's gonna be one of the the, the first to die <laughs> simply because like he's a showboat, attention seeking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's Hollywood. Yeah, this guy's this guy's out. 
He's got so a, you, okay, let me get this straight. You you think he's in a life threatening situation <laughs> with with sound drawn monsters, and he's just yeah. gonna be like, "Hey, look at me, guys!" <laughs> yeah, be like, you know, he's he's gonna he's he's gonna you know he's gonna say something for sure. I don't know. He he seemed pretty low key. Like he let Leo take all the 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 start like the spotlight. Um. He just he kind of kept to himself, and then he just leapt into action when he had to. You know, he's he's a he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty chill guy. So um, so let me ask this question: They get dropped on this farm. They don't know they're in this set of a quiet place. So presumably, no one's thinking about not making noise at first. Who is the first character that's going to start making noise, or like uh, you know, either running towards somebody or running away from somebody when they're dropped in? Macbeth. I think yeah, Macbeth <laughs> starts speaking his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna start monologuing. Tis, like... yeah, 100%. <laughs> Tis strange. Tis strange. This land I am. Yeah, he's gonna die. Brought in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually don't remember like King Schultz's character from where was he from? Django. Django Unchained. Django. Yeah, I actually never yeah. watched Django, but what? was he loud? Was he? One of the, one of the Quentin Tarantino's that I haven't watched. No. Uh, he... You knew how to how to sneak around. Don't when, lie. When was he quiet? No, I'm serious. Quiet. Yeah, so I mean, si- was he assassin quiet? Or no? like, <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a bounty hunter. Like the uh, noise. Like, he's got to shake the tree. You know, that's what they say. Shake the tree, and something <laughs> will fall out. So I think he's gonna die too. Yeah, I think I mean, he's gonna. He's 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 got both skills, right? He can go loud or he can go quiet. Um, it, it, it both come in handy as a bounty hunter. I, yeah, I, I think definitely shake some shit shit up. Definitely, first yeah. instinct is to uh, is is to keep quiet and like scope out what's Mm-mm. going on. He was a very he was a th- he was a very thoughtful bounty hunter. Um, I mean Macbeth, he he pretty much has like Tourette's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just I'm, I'm taking Macbeth out. He he's making noise. He's taken down. Uh, and and in that instance, everyone else realized that there's other monsters. So now now they're aware of sound. Okay, I mean. Cassandra Thomas, I mean her her first um, her first instinct is to like find a party, so she can. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Did you Just watch that movie? Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I actually like, did. Obvious. She actually like she doesn't like those environments. In fact, she was just trying to target people to like yeah. to find rapists or like really no, bad men. But so that's where she finds them, <laughs> so she'll go towards the sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then die. <laughs> but who's making the sound? Who's making the sound? Oh, so she, he, she's gonna go towards the sound. I don't. I don't know if she'd be that dumb. I think she'd realize that sound is gonna kill you. So, I think she's gonna play it a little bit more safe than that. Okay. I mean, Princess Diana's okay. dead. Sorry, I'm just marking this. <laughs> <laughs> Princess, Princess Diana. Leave her alone. I need to know who I should target. Alan Turner. <laughs> I mean, if if you Leave glass like hurt himself i think he would we we all heard what he sounded like when he was getting attacked by the bear <laughs> um he was pretty loud like he stubs his toe um by accident sneaking but around I feel the farm like against against the monster he would survive he will fight <laughs> the monster himself <laughs> i mean that's actually not a bad i mean yeah He's he'd safe. just be he'd be mangled completely mangled but he'd survive <laughs> That's the plot armor. Like, <laughs> they're done that. Okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going Brad to be Pitt completely honest here. I don't think Rooster Cogburn is going to make it because he's 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was waiting to cross him <laughs> off the list because he's the loudest character here. Yeah. He's not only is a loud mouth, he has movie. like a limp and he <laughs> carries a lot of equipment. Perfect, perfect candidate. I wish I knew that. I, d- I didn't. So I'm, I'm going to say that Hugh Glass, from like a plot armor perspective, he he survives, he's, he's mangled, fine. he'll heal by the next round, but he's used that up. <laughs> he he doesn't get to be mangled oh, he, and survive he's anymore. he's used up his life. Yeah. His extra life. His bare life. So we got one more person we got to kill off this round. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. All right, I need a counter argument on Brad Pitt since he's been attacked a few times here. Brad Pitt? I mean, I'm, I'm serving up Rooster Cogburn right now. <laughs> Um, but uh brad pitt like he uh, like i said i don't, I don't know I, I don't know how else to put it like he i, I think he's 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 a, he's a low-key background character um i mean he keeps to himself he just leaps into action what he has to um i think once he sees that um uh who who got destroyed Macbeth. once he sees that Macbeth <laughs> has been ripped apart by a giant monster I think he's gonna have the wherewithal to uh, to to just keep a low profile. So I'm gonna um, say survivors I, for this round: uh, Jessica Chastain, Desmond Doss, kind of stealthy. Elizabeth Slander, she's survived. Chris Kyle, you know he's uh, he's a sniper. He knows how to stay quiet. Um, those ones I give a pass. And so we got Mahershala Ali, uh, promising young woman. Hugh Glass has also got a pass. Uh, Stephen Yeun, Brad Pitt. King Schultz. Stephen Yeun is going to survive. He is way too quiet for for anybody here, actually. Plus, he's in a farm. Hmm. Hmm. See, I, I feel like Stephen Yeun like would 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 realize that <laughs> that sound w- would be like dangerous. But I feel like he would be he'd be sort of scared to do anything. So he'd, for sure, he'd like run away and hide somewhere. Um, but whether it's what whether it's enough to keep him alive this round, I don't know because he still doesn't have survival skills. Or like, I think I he's think gonna accidentally have... make noise. He might just because he's just not aware of himself. He doesn't have that kind of instinct, that survival instinct. So he might, you know, like kick a rock by accident or kick a bottle because he's not. He's not. He doesn't have the survival instinct. He doesn't. He's not fully aware of his 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 surroundings. So I feel like he's gonna he's bound to make noise, and and the the monsters are gonna just take advantage of it. He just doesn't have any survival instinct compared to everyone else. I think it's know, in his cultural background to be sensitive to noise. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No, he was like the, the most aggressive, uh, uh, like like a Korean what? person in that movie. What? <laughs> he was compared to the rest of his family for sure. All right, I'm I'm gonna give a pass to Stephen Yeun for this round. He's on a farm after all, so it's a nice fitting there. Paulo, I'm gonna farm. give you the choice of this one. <clears throat> It's either King Schultz or Brad Pitt going down. I will let you pick which of those two from your team is going to go down this round. All right, Brad Pitt. All right. (laughs) That was easy. All right. Now we have two each. Uh, Yeah, everyone has two people down. I didn't do that on purpose. I genuinely do feel that Brad Pitt and King Schultz would have been the two loudest of the people. Um, Everybody has two that have been taken down. So each have three remaining. Wait, who's aside from Brad Pitt? Who else? Rooster Cogburn. Oh, okay. So we just kind of agreed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, okay, fine. <laughs> All right. They have been transported to the next arena, which is... Oh, why did I forget the name so quickly? 
they have been transported to the Belafonte, uh, the boat from Steve Aqu- or from Life Aquatic. They are out in the middle of the ocean. They appear with a knife beside them, and they are on this somewhat small boat. Um, no one within eyeshot, but everyone really close nearby because it's a small arena. And so we have Chris Kyle, Mahershala from Moonlight, Cassandra Thomas, Elizabeth Slander, Hugh Glass, Steven Yoon, Jessica Chastain, Desmond Doss, and King Schultz. All right, I'm going to say it. I think Chris Kyle, um, he, uh, I don't think he's very experienced in knife fighting. He's, he's more of a long-range guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Compared to who? Compared, compared to Stephen Young, compared, compared to, to Elizabeth, <laughs> to Desmond, I'm sorry, but Chris Kyle's also SEAL Team Three. He has military and SEAL Team training, so this guy's going to have some. He's not going to be the best, but he's going to have some form of short, like uh, short distance combat skills, including knife work, including like martial arts. Blah blah. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna lose in a short, like distance combat against Stephen Young. <laughs> well, maybe not Stephen Young. Maybe Sander. maybe he takes Stephen Young down with him, but he also has PTSD. So, I mean, mm. especially after everything that he's been through, I don't I don't know if he's going to be able to keep it together um, when he gets think, swarmed as the, uh, uh, the the natural threat. <laughs> no, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be fine if he can survive Iraq. He can keep his sanity long enough to to get out of the the boat. I feel like. <laughs> Who I don't think will survive is Desmond and Steven Yun. I think I Desmond is untouchable, to be honest. <laughs> De- Desmond Doss, he has this he has the strongest plot armor of any of any character in this deathmatch. Um, um I, I think it, uh, it 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 means something when you refuse to kill people in a in a death match. Um, it just makes it does mean something. <laughs> There's no way this guy is gonna make it to the last one. There's no it, way. It just makes people want to root for you. Like he's he's shown he like if he can dodge bullets in, <laughs> in dodge the war, he can dodge a knife. ball. Um, I think he's slippery enough to even like distract <laughs> the attacks coming in, um, long enough for Doctor King Schultz to come in and just just. <laughs> Can we please talk about the moonlight guy? <laughs> like this guy's street smart. He he knows how to use a knife. He's not in Trust the street. That's that's it's extremely like, racist. Shank? Right, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, he yeah. knows how to use a shank. Like that's it's it's probably one of the first weapons he's ever wielded. Like being on the streets, like having to <laughs> survive, to having to, to 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 fight. Like, come on, you gotta stay. It, it's it's dangerous out there, man. You don't know what it is like on sixty fourth and th- and third street. You know. But I don't think that happening. was his character. <laughs> it was. He was. He was the the first gangster of the like that that was the father figure of the main character. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a he gang. Was a my understanding of yeah. That he was a drug dealer. He was like the father figure. Also very wise. So I don't. I don't, I honestly don't think he he's, he's gonna. He 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 knows some knife work. Who doesn't have any knife work? I think is just. Before Jessica. you say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's CIA, yeah. She's a super like she's a good field, uh, uh, field. No, not field. She's off the field. She's like sitting behind a desk all the time. I, I don't think she's surviving in close range combat. Oh, she's she's out in the field a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> she's out here. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she got blood on these hands. Um, you know, she's it's not like, a gun. I think you're grossly underestimating CIA training. Um, I mean, it's 
like, especially spy yeah. fighting. I think a, a lot of <laughs> knives and close quarter combat comes into that comes into That's... play there. Um, I think she's like sleight of hand, especially when you're fighting like a head. She's like, a spy. In in close, huh? She's not a spy. She is. She's not a spy. That's, yeah, that's what the, the CIA yeah, is. Yeah, she is. They're spies. She's really good, actually. <laughs> no, the, the, you can have different jobs in the CIA. You're not yeah. always. You're not a field no, agent. But her, her job is is yeah. a spy. I would actually argue that she can kill Chris Cobb, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. He's SEAL Team SEAL Team Three. That's like almost like the the highest level of SEAL Team that you can get to. I don't yeah, think but he, it's not six. <laughs> It's like three away. <laughs> Anyways, and my like, team, like Revenant, oh sorry, Hugh Glass and Elizabeth Slender has had knife experience before. Sure, Jacob B is a farmer, but he's had experience with farming equipment. Excuse like, me. Like, like sorry, a hand shovel. Wait, like a hand shovel, which is not that different. From a knife. <laughs> he's also had he's also had experience. Dead. I'm sorry. Kitchen, Just he can't hide. Um there's knives in the kitchen, which he has used before. <laughs> he knows how to handle a knife. Yeah, I'm just going to move this conversation you... along. Steven Young is definitely dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I mean, the fact that he survived two different, different arenas <laughs> is, is an achievement in itself. Um, I think Cassandra Thomas is also dead, for sure. Um, I mean, as, as wily as she was, uh, the first actual physical confrontation she got into, she got smothered by a pillow. So, um, mm. I, I mean, she, she's, she's got the killer instinct, but she, I don't think she has the, uh, the, the physical prowess to back it up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So it's true. this is a ship, right? This is a ship. So there's bedrooms. There's... <laughs> <laughs> there's places to hide. Or are you talking about seducing people? Seduce, I'm talking about her seductive element that he can lure men or women <laughs> or women. Um, I think, I think, I think because you glass is such like a raw person. Like he's like, so like he, he plays to his instincts. Like he doesn't really have discipline or like, or like reservations or, or he's not conservative. I feel like Cassandra could seduce you glass and kill him. Using Are you one serious? <laughs> I feel like he could. She okay. could. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to okay. say, he, here's a setting that's going to happen. Cassandra Thomas is going to lure Hugh Glass into a room, and they are now mm -hmm. locked in a room together. One of those two Hugh is going to die. And it's not Hugh Glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Cassandra. I mean, she did the same thing to, like, a, an accountant, and the accountant killed her. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, right. if like... <laughs> Legendary trapper Hugh Glass is going to <laughs> okay, successfully maybe fought off a bear. <laughs> it's not <laughs> is going to get killed by this one hundred and ten pound soaking wet lady. <laughs> you don't know because okay, a bear is a different story than like a a, a manipulative, seductive but murderous woman. I, like there's there that there's different elements that you're facing there. It's not it's not the same. Like a, a bear is like very upfront. Right. It's very like literal. Right. You know exactly what's coming at you. But with Cassandra, it's a little bit it, it's a little bit hard to read. You don't know exactly what what she's after. Right. Honestly, I think she would be more successful in seducing Chris Kyle than Hugh Glass. No, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, what about I King Schultz? I, I actually don't know much about King Schultz. What's how how's his character like? He's a very he honorable a, he's, man. He's is a he? Very honorable man. Is he? No, or is no he a seduction slut? happening there? Or is he a man slut? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that Cassandra Thomas has been locked into the room with Hugh Glass, and Hugh Glass has killed her. Um, <laughs> what I'd like to hear some arguments on. I, I think Elizabeth Slander, she did stuff. Jessica Chastain, King Schultz, Hugh Glass, Chris Kyle, uh, Mahershala Ali, and Desmond Doss meet in a hallway. What happens? I think um, Mahershala Ali takes takes pity on Desmond Doss just like he did that the little little gay kid um, <laughs> and <laughs> okay. I, actually I won't I, I won't disagree with that I feel like he does have that kind, like he's a little bit like I think he does feel for people so I don't know if he'd kill Desmond specifically yeah just like a a small unthreatening <laughs> god-fearing man um I I think Mahershala Ali if anything he takes him under his wing and protects him <laughs> maybe to even to his own to his own demise <laughs> wow like no he, he, can't be his own demise because desmond actually can't kill anyone oh, no that's, i know I'm, I'm not saying weakness. like I, i'm not saying like desmond will turn on him because desmond he's like the gold standard of pacifism but like <laughs> chris kyle might see mahershal ali do this and be like what are you doing man this is a this is a death match he's gonna kill us in our sleep so then Chris Kyle and Mahershala Ali start going at it because they're like disagreeing. And then, I mean, Chris Kyle's from Texas also. Right. So, I mean, what does he really think about? about <laughs> <DLCs? laughs> you, you, you know what? I'm, I'm going to accept this argument that Mahershala Ali and Desmond Doss have teamed up to try to survive as long as they can together. They are now a team. Despite um, different what? different teams, and now there there's no teams. It's all just individual deathmatch. Oh, um, okay. There's going to be two fights going on <laughs> now: um, Elizabeth Slander versus Jessica Chastain, and Doctor King Schultz versus Chris Ooh. Kyle. Ooh. Whichever one dies first in those matches is what's going to end the round. Because as soon as somebody dies, you know the other deathmatch doesn't need to fulfill itself because we already have Cassandra Thomas and Steven Yun died this round. Mm. Um, so who do you think of those two fights dies first? Wait, who's uh, Hugh Glass isn't fighting either? Hugh Glass was locked in a room, oh, so he's already killed. He already, he's still locked he in killed, a... He killed Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Chris I mean... Kyle versus King Schultz. Yeah. I think Chris Kyle's coming out alive. He's, he has more tactical training. He's, he's, he's ready for like literally anything. The military has prepared him for, for bounty hunters, for terrorists, for uh, whatever, villains. He's ready. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I don't know. King Sh Dr. King Schultz is pretty wily. He's uh, he's a sneaky, uh, like he's got things hidden up his sleeves. I think Chris Kyle might, uh, he might underestimate him, maybe even have a PTSD attack in the middle <laughs> of the fight. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really sorry about these personal attacks on, on, on this real man. <laughs> but, 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 okay, but we used the argument for like um, Macbeth as well, that they're at their most competent. And we can't, we can't, we can't say that he's entered the psychosis phase. So I I, I'm saying we, we can't, we can't do that for Chris Kyle either. Okay. I mean, that's a big part of his character. But fine. <laughs> <laughs> if these two fights are going on at the same time, so you got Chris Kyle versus King Schultz and Elizabeth Slander versus uh, Mia Harris. Which of those fights do you think ends quicker? Like which one gets drawn out? I want to say the guys are going to be more aggressive, but, 
at the same time, is there a heavy mismatch between Elizabeth and Jessica that would make the fight go quicker? In I which direction? A... Yeah, I don't know. Not I sure. personally think we're underestimating uh, Elizabeth Salander in this situation. We keep thinking about CIA, but um, Elizabeth Salander actually like grew up um, sur- around like violence, and she is an assassin. She's had experience with like Russian mobsters uh, in Moscow. Like she, she can probably deal better in like a rough, spontaneous situation where nothing is planned. As opposed to like Jessica Chastain, where she needs to know like where everybody is first, and yeah, if she has a backup or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that because I think Jessica Chastain is more of a like a desk agent. Maybe she has some field experience, but I feel like in terms of hand-to-hand combat, like being in like in death uh close to death circumstances i don't think she's had a lot of that experience yet whereas elizabeth has growing up so i feel like mm-hmm. i think elizabeth would definitely have the upper hand i just don't know if elizabeth would kill jessica chastain quicker than uh chris kyle would kill king schultz quicker i i think maya harris <laughs> would kill elizabeth salander faster than than chris kyle would ki- would kill dr King Schultz. I mean, she's like, sure, Why? she's grown up around violence. I mean, Russian mobster or like Russian Salander. fighters. Russian fighters, like her experience with Russian fighters, we've seen how well they're doing right now. Um, <laughs> Just, there's no filter on this one. <laughs> Salander set her father on fire, by the way. Yeah, you can't do that with a knife. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna say we're midway through the movie. We need like a big action fight between two heavyweights. I think Elizabeth Slander and Jessica Chastain. I think that gets drawn out. I think it's gonna be Chris Kyle and Dr. King Schultz. I I don't go we'll, we'll first. Okay, last argument each. You got like 15 seconds each. Chris Kyle versus Dr. King Schultz. Dr. King yeah. Schultz makes his living off killing people. And not only like he he didn't have to like he wasn't often using a gun like this is this is in the wild west where usually the 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 weapon you have closest to you is what you have closest to you so like knife work no problem I think <laughs> um, I mean Chris Kyle sure he's he's trained quite a bit with like with mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with the best most powerful sure. military in the in the history of the universe. Yeah, in the universe. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, um, but I mean, like all, all of like the 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 U.S. Army's tactics is like you don't get drawn out into a knife fight. You get you like you fight until you can get back to your gun. That's the whole like that's the whole strategy of of the of a U.S. soldier. Um, Doctor King Schultz, if he's got a knife, he's got a knife. Like he's got he's gonna he's gonna cut him up. All right, Martin, what's your argument? So my argument is that, okay, sure, sure, King Schultz has experience killing people, but so does Chris Kyle. Now, if we're talking about knife work, I think King Schultz has a little bit – has he has uh, a knife work skills from the like from the streets, right? It's not a lot of training. It's it's basically what he's learned a little bit from being in certain mishaps, you know, being in certain fights. But U.S. military, especially for SEAL teams – where they have they have lots of discipline. They have they they give you different scenarios. They simulate these scenarios. They put you in very very tough situations. I think he's going to have a little bit more 
uh, strategic skills in terms of how to use the knife to, let's say, counter, parry, um, someone who's just like coming off the streets and just trying to fight someone with a knife. I think Chris Kyle is going to come out on top. Plus, Chris Kyle is like, he's a big guy too. So you put all these things together. I think his tactical training, his military training is still going to out, like outdo someone who's just had experience killing people. I just Googled his weapon list. There is no knife. I, I'm going to assume that they have some type of basic hand-to-hand combat training. I think this is a real draw, so in my head I'm going with, like, who does the audience want to see survive? Chris Kyle's killed a lot of people. Uh, King Schultz, I feel like, is a little bit more likable. And so on that strength alone, I am going with Dr. King Ooh. Schultz. Oh my God. Surviving Ooh. this round. <laughs> But Ooh, Martin sad. only has Moonlight Guide left. He, <laughs> he's taken some knife wounds. Dr. Kingshald, he's going and limping to the next round. Don't worry, Desmond Doss is, is there. All right. The fourth arena that they've now been transported in is another survival round. They are on the freeway from the second Matrix movie. The oh. agents are out to get them. So of these six, uh, Mahershala, you know what? Mahershala and Desmond Doss, they get to go in the same vehicle. They're, they're on a team now. Uh, Elizabeth Slander, Hugh Glass, Mia Harris, and Dr. King Schultz are now on the run on a busy freeway with the agents chasing them. They Everyone's have in to be vehicle? in a car? Um, yeah, we'll say well, that I mean, they they're are. On the highway, so. They're on the freeway. They're in a car. They're driving at, you know, highway speed. <clears throat> I think easy escape for Elizabeth Salander. This is her entire life. Being chased. She's, she's a hacker. You glass does not know how to assassin. drive a car. This guy's dying instantly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not saying anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna crash the first thing he sees. He doesn't even know, understand how to steer. I think he's dead. He's dead. Might crash into the chaser. Also, I think King Schultz uh, is also going to like, just also because he's just not familiar with like this. Okay, one this speed. And two, how to operate uh, this kind of technology. So at that speed, I think he's going to crash and kill himself as, as well. Anyone who's not used to modern technology at at the, the speed. And I'm, I'm, I guess they're being dropped in in the middle of the freeway when they're going already at, like, it's not like they're, they're standstill in the freeway and they're still pressing on the accelerator or something like that. So I feel like <laughs> anyone who doesn't know how to operate a car is dead. You know what? To speed this episode up a bit, I'm going to accept that argument. Uh, Hugh Glass and Dr. King Schultz immediately die from not being able to drive vehicles. <laughs> Liz of Slander and Jessica Chastain, they know how to drive. That leaves Mahershala Ali and Desmond Doss in the same vehicle. Who is going to sacrifice the other one <laughs> to let the other one go on? Oh, wait, but, wait, I mean... Oh, but yeah. why can't like one of the girls die and, and, and the other thing... <laughs> You know what? This is we have that moment in the movie where you know there's the real tension, that real emotional moment. These two know one of them has yeah. to die for the other one to go on. That's fucking Desmond. Desmond. I, I think Desmond would really try. He would try, try to, to sacrifice to himself. Yeah. Oh, God, God just won't let him. <laughs> you can't use this. <laughs> He's just not allowed to die. We're going against God here. Like, <laughs> I mean. I think he, Juan's going to do it. I think uh, Juan's going to kill him. I think Juan's going to kill him. Like he's, he'll be Juan's really simp- turn on him. He'll be really sympathetic. Like, like he'll be like, it's like one of those things where he's like, 
I'm really sorry about this, Desmond. And then he pushes him out the door. And then <laughs> and then at the end of it, like he's like like you see one like like he's like silent for a moment and then he starts crying because he's so <laughs> he feels so guilty about what he had to do to survive. But it's gonna that's gonna happen that way. I actually feel like Desmond is going to sacrifice himself too. He's just gonna that. open the door himself and why? Why would no, hold on? Why would he do that? Like, is there too much weight in the car? Like, it's a plot device. It's a plot device that doesn't uh, make any sense. That's true. Why does he have to? <laughs> <laughs> why would he have to get out of the car? Just go together. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll I, say it like this. There. So in the scene in the Matrix where the agent turns the. The, sh- the truck around and he's driving right at it so desmond das mahershal ali they're driving in the semi-truck there's a tr- truck coming right at them we're talking about microseconds here who who's gonna die first you know even if they're both in an explosion and they both would die in that crash whose heart stops first to trigger the next round being going and whoever the survival is will come back at fine physical health <laughs> desmond He's just a scrawny guy compared to Juan, who's like a bigger guy. Wait, did you say Juan is a drug dealer? Does he take drugs? Yeah. No, 100%. no, he, no, no. He only he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get he's high on his heart. own supply. No, he's just a, he's a dealer. I mean, he, he's got to know if they're good or not. No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> he's a dealer. He 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 knows he can't take it or else he's going to get addicted, and it's going to lead to situations where you know he'll be he'll be taken out by the mob or whatever. But Desmond's for sure going to die. Regardless, if you whichever plot device you give it, you give him, <laughs> one's going to come out on live. I, I don't think Desmond's coming out alive. Honestly, Des, Desmond's whole thing is evasion, right? Like he's 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 gotten he's getting in and out of like dangerous situations. I think I don't think this is going to be an issue for him. All right, I, I'm going to say because of the uh, the scrawniness factor and the unfamiliarity <laughs> with the modern vehicle. Oh, Desmond Doss yeah, dies quicker. <laughs> Mahershala yes. is entering the next round with some real emotional damage. He's real sad about it. <laughs> okay, you know? yeah. Okay. So he's he's at a, a disadvantage because he's real sad. Uh, the audience is real sad. This is a real emotional moment <clears throat> in the movie. By the way, from, from the previous round, Carson, you said there was a big drawn-out battle between Lizbeth and Jessica. Are, do they have any disadvantages going into the next rounds because of that long, drawn-out battle? They got some cuts. No. Just a, a few cuts each, but like <laughs> they're <laughs> generally okay. You know, maybe uh, uh, Elizabeth Slander has, uh, like, Jessica Chastain was, like, strangling her for a bit, but, you know, she managed to get out of it, so she's got, like, some neck damage, but, you know, they're they're, they're fine. Um, so now we've been transported into the final arena. Um, the final arena is they are in the lower depths of the Titanic as it is going down. Um, I guess, oh, actually, no, we'll put them on the top deck. So all three are on the top deck of, you know, the, the boat's already snapped in half. It's going down. It's half underwater. Um, and we have Mahershala Ali, Juan from Moonlight, Elizabeth Salander, and Mia Harris all on the top deck. No weapons in sight, uh, but whatever they have at their disposal around them uh, for the final death match. What happens? I think Maya Harris um, is going to use her smarts and her planning to know the very fi- last point of the uh, of the ship <laughs> that will be going under. Um, it's just like all her her thing is planning ahead, right? So I think 
Um, she's going to be like, she doesn't want any of this fight. You, you guys can fight it out because there's a bigger danger here and it's the <laughs> sinking of the ship. So she's going to get to safety. And I, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen either of those other two movies, so I don't know who's going to win that fight. <laughs> Actually, for for the same reason, Elizabeth Slender would not stay there to fight anybody. Like she's all about at this point survival, which is natural for her. With, uh, with like the same characteristics, like she will find uh, or use her smarts to find the the way out, and easily slip out in my opinion she's also uh small she can fit through crevices if she needs to um but flexible it's, it's sinking <laughs> what are you, you no, going like, to into everything's, there's probably everything's like broken go no, there's probably doors or whatever that have fallen and you'd have to find your way out have you seen the titanic you have we're to top decorating. We're navigate top decorating. Uh, yeah we're on the top right. deck already <laughs> there's nothing to slip into it's like we're just trying to find which point of the ship is going to go down last so i feel like for one okay yes he's not the smartest but he understands that he's at a disadvantage because like okay we have like a cia agent and some hacker whatever (laughs) so what he's going to do is actually he's going to follow he's going to be the screen he's going to follow uh one of these people to find who already know where the highest point is so he's going to think okay this jessica chassin girl this girl cia she probably she's probably going to search for like the um the safest place i'm going to go follow her and then when we're alone bam I'm going to take her out. Well, you while you guys are finding... Though? I, don't, I, I think being a drug dealer, he might want to stay away from law enforcement for as long as possible. I, don't think, I think I think <laughs> the thing that's driving him, he has a lot of, like we said, he has a lot of emotional damage, but <laughs> but, yeah. but he doesn't, he will, he, he will not die because he wants um, Desmond's death to not be in vain. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't think anyone's worried about getting arrested right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's also all the other passengers of the Titanic are running about crazy on the the deck of the Titanic as well. Mahershala not fitting in very well on that crowd. (laughs) I think in that scenario, I think Jessica Chastain would be so worried about helping everybody else as well that it might slow her down. Like, but I think uh, Elizabeth Hollander would just find. Oops. We can still hear you. Okay, um, she would find like the the lifeboats, leave everybody behind, and just row away. <laughs> so, are we turning this into a pure survival situation, or is one of these three going out hunting? Um, Maya Harris is definitely not going out hunting. Um, I, I think she's she's going for pure survival. Um, I mean, her her only concern is finding Osama bin Laden, and she can't do that <laughs> if she dies on the Titanic. So this is true. This is true. Also, <laughs> I think the, the the situation in itself means that I don't think any of the characters are going to be caring about uh, killing each other at the moment because the pressing matter is the sip is shrinking, and it's like just a catastrophic event, and everyone's sort of just trying to find how can they stay afloat. I think there's so, there's a um, the only thing is that. Sorry, Martin. One is at a natural disadvantage here um, because I think one being a drug dealer, I don't think he's gone on many cruises. Um, and, sure about and that? Two... <laughs> drug dealer money. Yes, it doesn't you know. seem like the type of vacation. Also, I think he was from like he was near the the water. I think he was from Miami. Like where was where was the movie based? Miami, I Miami, Miami. So yeah, so he's definitely been on Miami cruise. Like he's been on <laughs> Carnival, Carnival cruise for sure. So I'm I'm turning this in now into like a, a long term death match, uh, because we're saying they're they're not concerned about killing each other. They're getting there for the boats. Mahershala is not getting on a boat for 
two main reasons. Uh, one, because he's a guy and it's women and children first. Two, because it's 1914 and he's black. So unfortunately, God damn it. He's not getting on a boat. No. So Woods with slander. Blaming him for, for everything. It's un, it's unfortunate. He's had a rough go this whole death match, but he, he made it farther than I thought he was going to go. So good job to him. Yeah, um, it's true. So we have Elizabeth Salander and Jessica Chastain. They, they've got onto the boats. They've been rescued. They've made it all the way back to New York to make a, a life for themselves. But this death match just isn't ending. They don't know where the other person went. So who's going to find the other one and who's going to end it? Ooh, this is good. This is actually a really good match. Oh, because yeah. both of them have, have, have like, yeah. like, like intelligence gathering, like yeah. computer capabilities. So they'd find each other, I think, at the same time. They'd, they'd like find each other on the computer at the same time. Wait, does know. Jessica Chastain have computer capability? It's 1914. Yeah. Remember, 1914. Oh, shit. It's still 1914. But you see, like, the Jessica Chastain didn't only use computers, right? It's not just Maya Harris, because she's, like, as a spy, she's out in the field. She's, like, canvassing. She's 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 knocking on the pavement. Um, she's using people, like, in interrogations and everything. Like, she has a huge network um that she that she can reach out to 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 find Lisbeth Slander before before Lisbeth can even know that she's coming. So I like Lisbeth Slander can but nineteen fourteen. She has Jessica doesn't have a network because it's too early and she wasn't even born yet. There's a CIA nobody was there's some semblance of a CIA back then. Wasn't the CIA created in like the fifties? <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah, this definitely wasn't early 1900s. I can tell you that. I think it was, wasn't it Hoover that, or is that the FBI? Truman. I can't remember. It's 1947. Okay. I feel like Salander <laughs> would be very hard to find. She's very good at camouflaging and just hiding in the background while doing her mission. I don't know. I think everyone, everyone at that time, like not having eyebrows, is is like really <laughs> made you stand out. Tattoos. Um, tattoo, <laughs> dragon tattoos um, were very unnatural. I think word word of her appearance would spread. Um, uh, with you know how like you know how gossipy people were back then, and that that's that plays right into um, Maya's Maya Harris's hands. Just it's it's the information you know, just the the dissemination of information. All right, let's, let's say this is how it goes down. Jessica Chastain eventually finds Lisbeth. Lisbeth knows that she's going to find her, so she's booby-trapped the house. Maya <laughs> Harris knows that it's going to be booby-trapped, so how does that situation go down? Who does the audience want to have win this one? Oh, for sure, the underdog, which is Elizabeth Lander. <laughs> she didn't have is... any resources growing up, but managed to survive and make a life for herself <laughs> in, a, in, in a unique way unconventional way but you know everyone's tired of the whole american oops, <laughs> maybe you should bleep this out. it's okay i've already said a lot worse <laughs> over the last 30 minutes yeah and any involvement in like military or even did you fight in iraq pakistan iraq elizabeth no Jessica Chastain, her her character. Oh, I mean, she she was like a spy out there. Yeah. Yeah. So in that regard, I think Elizabeth Salander would be more rooted for. 
Is mm-hmm. is Lisbeth like a sympathetic character? Like, is she someone that like, people really care about and root for? She she was abused a lot, so I think she has kind of that people oh, are rooting okay. for her and justify some of her behaviors. All right, final arguments each, and then I want to hear Martin's opinion as a kind of neutral third party <laughs> on this. <laughs> Semi-neutral third party. Well, um, he missed the situation, I think. Did you miss it, Martin? Yeah, I had to, I had to quickly go to the, uh, the toilet. So so basically the, the end of this movie is Jessica Chastain has tracked down, tracked down Elizabeth Slander. Uh, okay. Elizabeth Slander has booby-trapped the house because she knows she's coming. Okay. Uh, Maya Harris knows that it's going to be booby trapped, so this is like the final confrontation. And we're also factoring in like who who does the audience want to have win here? So okay. we're going to have the final arguments each, like thirty seconds each, on just like who do you think is going to win this fight? After you, Bernice. Oh, I would just repeat what I said. <laughs> I, I, I think Elizabeth uh, Salander has the underdog story. Like she had an unfortunate past and. Given that you always, well, I personally always want to root for that. Um, again, didn't grow up with much resources, but she has she had to survive in whatever way she could, and it made her, you know, um, very persistent and resilient, and yeah, a killer. <laughs> um, I mean. I don't know, like the the whole booby trap thing. I think that just that falls. That's like right up Maya Harris's alley. She she knows, like she's she's in that world. She lives in that world, so she knows, um, um, like she she knows her way around a few a few bombs. Uh, I mean, she's looking for Osama bin Laden, so <laughs> she had to. Um, I in a weird way, I think. And not only would they, the two of them kind of like realize, why are we fighting each other? But also the audience would be, it would be like a Godzilla versus Kong thing where they're like, we don't want these two people to fight each other. We love both of them. Um, and we want they both of them to. to find Osama bin Laden and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think um, Maya Harris would get through, like to get through the booby traps and she'd, find like she'd see oh my god Liz like this girl has like she's got she's got a setup here um she could help me um and then um and then they would work together to to bring Osama to justice but if I would also like to call out that is if Elizabeth decided to 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 uh try and backstab her my hair would still kill her (laughs) (laughs) is that the closing statement yeah. <laughs> Martin, what are your thoughts on those arguments? Okay, so I like I like the idea of of um, Jessica Chastain trying to navigate the house and understanding that um, <clears throat> Elizabeth Sander has 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 the the skills and the knowledge to to be a really good operative in the CIA. So <laughs> so she she tries she she tries to to recruit her, um, and she thinks she does. But I think ultimately, I don't think Lisbeth cares about <laughs> catching chairs. So I think she's just going to use that as an opportunity to backstab Jessica Chastain. Also, Elizabeth doesn't come off as a, like an empathet, em, empathetic character. She, I, I think she's a little bit 
she's a little bit more ruthless because again she was brought about brought up around violence so I, I I think she 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 wouldn't have a guilty conscience to do it and I think she would try and also I will use the sort of like the 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 plot armor of like um who's a like who's a more likable character like Jessica Chastain she's your typical like probably privileged white lady that grew up you know like in a good <laughs> school you know fairly wealthy whereas Elizabeth is a little bit has more of an underdog story right again brought up around Russian violence and not and not have a lot not a lot of resources didn't have parents grew up by herself so from that from that like sort of like plot um perspective I feel like the audience would be cheering a little bit more for Elizabeth um so ultimately I think Elizabeth would come out on top all right I, I'm, I'm comparing this to the end of squid game because I'm thinking about like, you know, audiences and final death matches and like who comes out. And usually there's a scenario where you have like someone who's extra ruthless and they're the ones who, you know, the, the character that the audience cares more about is the one that usually wins. Uh, even though like the ruthless one is probably more logically would be the one who would win. I think in this scenario, the character who was more ruthless and more sympathetic to the audience is the same character. Uh, I think it's Elizabeth Slander. Uh, I think it was a good argument around she's a little bit more privileged and like not as likable to the audience. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Elizabeth Slander, the winner of our Oscar nominated character death match. What? The girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> the team that included Princess Diana, Alan Turing and Stephen Young. Well, it's, it's not like they helped each other either. No. It's sort of they're just in the same team, just by, by some kind other. Of- she kind of just flew under the radar until it was time to kill someone. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you got to do sometimes. Thank you, all of you, for participating in this event. Uh, that was fun to think about who yeah. would kill each other. Um, and we're going to... Oh, um, let's end it off as we usually do. I forgot to give you guys a heads up on this one. But what movie are you looking forward to that's coming out soon? Uh, that you want to watch while I give you guys time to uh, research stuff. Uh, I am going to mention The Northman, which has been top of my list for almost two years now. First trailer came out and I wasn't totally on board with it. The second trailer came out and I was like, yes, that's a movie that was made by the guy who made The Lighthouse. Uh, Robert Eggers? Yes. Eggers? Yeah, okay. And now I am back on board for The Northman, so I am excited to see that eventually because I probably won't be able to go to the theater again. Um, what are the rest of you looking forward to? Oh, man. Jack. Well, for me personally, I still, I'm still looking forward to, uh, to watching everything, was it? everything everywhere all at once, um, just because of all the, the raving reviews I've seen. And when, when, it, when it's something like that, I'm always interested to see why people like it so much. So for sure that. Um, I sort of lost track of what might what else might be coming out this year, so I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research. So I'll let maybe someone else go for now. I mean, that's a good one. Um, I I'm still looking forward to um the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before the, we started recording, but uh, it's Nicolas Cage's movie, which somehow has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which we all know is not. <laughs> <laughs> and not an accurate representation of what the movie is <laughs> going to be like. I still want to watch it. Um, um, and then as an honorable mention, um, I also want to see um, Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> Dominion. 
that will be a, a bombastic, ridiculous, stupid, fun movie. <laughs> I, I am also looking forward to Jurassic World for the same reasons. Yeah. I have no expectations for it. I'm really curious um, about what they're going to do. <clears throat> Uh, I have one actually. Yep. Not everything, everyone wants not that one, but uh, the the other Jordan Peele movie that that's coming out. Oh yeah, nope. with uh, Stephen Young, yeah, and uh, Daniel and Kiki. That should be good. Bernice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I lost track of what's coming out. Like sometimes I just send uh, like trailers to Martin, but I'm the worst with titles, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure. I guess Jurassic Park for sure, and let's just put this in there. John Wick for <laughs> that's that's this year. Is that coming out this year? 20, oh, sorry, twenty twenty three. It says, but that's always entertaining. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I I just would like to congratulate everyone for not saying Doctor Strange. So, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and thank you for well, coming I mean, to this episode. We will end this off here and tune in next time. <laughs>